0: Hello, bonjour, welcome and bienvenue to the Football Well English podcast. I'm Liam and once again I'm joined this week by Tom. Hello everyone. And George. Hey
1: everybody, how's it going?
0: On this week's episode we'll be discussing OL's disappointing performance against Montpellier which saw us again suffer a 2-1 defeat. We'll be discussing the upcoming game with Brest at the weekend and also looking at the impact of Coming into the next season, the performances at their current clubs. So, looking at the game on Saturday against Montpellier, OL suffered their third defeat of the season and also their second to Montpellier. As a, a poor performance resulted in a two-one victory for Montpellier, who were the visitors at Group Arm Stadium. As Paris won, this means we find ourselves in third place and three points behind league leaders Lille. After such a good week with convincing wins against Strasbourg and Ajaxi, how disappointed were you with this performance? We'll come to you first, Tom.
2: Oh, dear. I think... I don't know where to start. It just feels... It feels very much like the first game with, um, against Montpellier. Like, yes, it's the same score. Yes, it's against Savanye scoring. But overall, it's just so many missed opportunities Lack of realism, mistakes, which I'm sure we get into, and you know we mentioned last week that we were coming back into our form and you know playing a bit better football and so on. But now there's just a general feeling like obviously it's recency bias and so on. But there is like it's easier to say now that uh, the strikers haven't been performing and so on when we said that they did so well last week. But generally there is a feeling that the front line needs to be switched up a bit. And something needs to be changed. Um, yeah, it's it's an underwhelming performance with lots of individual mistakes, players not performing to their level, and just generally not great. You know, we were f- looking forward to to be battling against f- for the title. I'm not saying that this takes us out yeah. of the title race um, far from that, but it's just it's a blow uh,
0: which we didn't need at this time of the year. Looking at the uh, missed chances, I think this is usually your section, Tom's stats, but Leon managed an XG, which is expected goals for people who don't know what that means, of 3.94 on Saturday night, and we only scored once, basically, meaning we should have scored around four, yet we scored once, which signals that either one players are massively underperforming Or two, we've got a serious issue in front of goal. I don't know about you, George, but there's two or three that just sit in my head now, chances that were missed. Do you think this is something we find ourselves talking about regularly and could cause us problems as we continue to go on with the season?
1: Absolutely. I feel like it's two steps forward, three steps back. (laughs) We do two good games and then all of a sudden we get Montpellier and we just go back to where we were before, you know? Nothing consistent, nothing... There's no, like, I don't want to say passion. I'm just like, there's nothing from this team that's giving me confidence at this moment in time. Yeah. It also doesn't help if I don't mind. It's just the same formation, same players, same subs, yeah. same people taking out. It's very one-dimensional, nothing to change it for the sake of changing it. And it's just, everyone is now starting to get what we're going to do next. We know what we're going to do. for 3, yeah. three. Toko, Memphis, Katawer, at some point, get one of those two off and put Slamani on. Get another one of the midfielders, put another midfielder on. And depending on the situation, either another forward or a defender to get the lead to where it is right now. It's it's clear, cut, and dry of what our game plan is. And Montpellier took advantage of it. They were in terrible form leading up to it. And they took the advantage, and they performed well. They there was their Champions League final almost, or something like as that.
2: Usual. As, as usual, as usual, yeah. Like we, there are so many chances. That this is you know for everyone that's followed Leon over the years. We have this general trend of, trend of being like points merchants to like lower, like underperforming teams. You know, we look at the draw against Brest at the start of the season. You look at messes win in 2021 and just generally there's so many opportunities where we could easily get three points be convincing and so on and we just give them too much opportunities too many opportunities and too many you know just generally like an opportunity to win and like if you want to be winning the league and if you want to be as convincing as a PSG or a Lille and so on you have to scrap out those games or you really the on the top of your form and just get all three points. Even if it's a one-day yeah. win, like Neil's been doing it a lot recently. They're not playing great, but they're getting their wins. Obviously, this weekend's a bad example, but generally, they do get those you know, really shoddy, bad wins. Like we did with Ordo. Yeah. We were very lucky at the end, but we got the win. And this time around, we didn't even get a point, which was necessary, I think. No.
1: But if you think about it, the difference between Lil and Garcia uh, is at least at Lil, Galtier is trying to change things up a little bit, change the formation yeah. or change the players to, to work in a different system to try to get things to work. As compared to Garcia, all he's going to do is take like for likes and make it the same formation, same everything, as if we're gonna as if it's working from the begin with. That's the difference between what Lil's doing and what we're doing, and. That, that that that's one of the issues that i have with garcia he's very one-dimensional and he can't think of a plan b or c like a different formation in the middle of a game or a different player that that that's not normally off that's off the bench but that's something different in a different formation or something like that like a four two three one. Change it up a little bit, spruce it up a little bit, do something, you know? Yeah. Instead of making it plan A, have a plan B or C just in case. At least Geltier is trying to do something that it has a plan B or C, the same way um the other teams have done. But we don't. I don't know what it is, but that's just that's just one of my faults with Garcia. He has no plan B or C to be able to compensate when things are not going well. And this is another example.
0: I think his um, plan B is the um the three at the back, and we all saw that. It worked in the final eight, but after that, he soon changed his mind and went to the 4-3-3. I think two things you've both spoke about there is, one is the fact that to win a title, you need to win ugly. Leon seemed to struggle to do that at times. We did do it against Bordeaux, but this performance is one of the worst of the season for me. And then based on the fact that you look at Montpellier's form, Extremely poor, but again, they came into the game. They they seem to be victory specialists against Leon. That's three three games in a row where we've lost to Montpellier. Two this season. They look like they might be the only team that do the double over us. So yeah, I think also touching on the fact that looking at our starting eleven, I think we've been found out a little bit. The Front three doesn't seem to have the same effectiveness. Midfield seems to still be okay. I think we can move on to that in a second. The uh, standout performers were definitely in midfield against Montpellier, but other than that, something has got to change. I mean, if we do look at top players from that game, for me, I think Thiago Mendes was was a highlight. I think he won the ball back well. He looked dangerous going forwards. Would any of you have any other shouts, or would you agree? With Mendes, I think,
1: I think one more would that would be Paqueta, or as the broadcasters yeah. like to call it, Paqueta. Paqueta. Um, <laughs> uh, Lucas so Paqueta. I think, look, yeah, exactly. That that was one thing that got me weird. Uh, but either way, those two for me were the only standout performances. Everyone else, I will t- agree. Minus Marcelo because Marcelo did get injured. But everyone else was just subpar and a flop for me.
2: Oh uh, yeah, big disappointment for George as Marcelo leaves the pitch. Um, you know, top player in the positive, positive,
0: positive. Marcelo should be back for Brest. That's okay, good. Good. Marcelo That's should be um, back for Brest.
2: I will mention the fact that I'd like to. Obviously, <coughs> you said that it was mostly in midfield, and I agree with that. I think even if you look at Bruno coming in, instant impact within like ten seconds, he's already won the ball yeah. and. Was pretty decent. Um Howard didn't have too. Like he had a few chances and looked positive yeah. going forward. But as you know, as you said, it's it's mostly in midfield. I will nuance the Pequeta, uh or Pequeta situation that he is obviously shouldn't be marking him, but he is at fault on the first goal, like that outside dribble from Delors and he just goes flying yeah. the other way. Um, he shouldn't be the one marking him. Like Dubois, like miles away, but it was yeah. way too easy. Huge like he miles. should be closer to him. Overall, he, it was a good performance, but he's at fault on that first goal. And yeah, you know, you know, it, it was mostly in midfield where things were going okay, I guess. Uh, Jamonde didn't have too much of a bad game, but he is at fault on at least one of the goals, uh, with the
0: headed one. Yeah, I. I, can, I I disagree with you there, Tom, DM on DM Monday. I it like it. Really I don't think he was bad, but he looked, well, to be honest, yeah, I do think he wasn't. I don't think he was anywhere near his level, to be honest. I think he looked shaky at times.
1: That, I don't I think, think it helped lying.
0: with Ben Lamry coming in.
1: I was Marcelo say.
0: getting injured doesn't help.
1: I think, that I think the obviously
0: for him. he had that run of, was it 20? His first twenty professional games, he won in Leon colours, and I know that ended. Yeah. That's not his fault. Also no, the I admin... think Marcelo getting injured will have hindered Definitely. his progress, but he seemed to be. It seemed that when he came off, he had the new ones have been the dominant defender. Came on today and and I think he struggled a little bit. But
1: it's not harsh, but I mean, you can see like Diamonde works well with Marcelo recently so with him being out with an injury and luckily it's good, not like it wasn't that bad, but still it could have been worse, but, um, yeah, it wasn't himself. Obviously with Ben, Ben Lamy, it just didn't connect that well. Um, I was going to say as a joking wise, that the OL admin kind of put out there that, uh, Dionandi was undefeated in 19. And I'm just like going for a fact, this is obviously just a, like, a, a joke aside, but, like, he jinxed it. <laughs> he jinxed it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, really? Wow. I, but anyways, but for me, I, can we just talk about Anthony Lopes here? I no. obviously, I'm sorry. I can't defend him anymore. This is another <laughs> game, another game where he had another blunder, especially what? for that second Money? goal. Especially
0: Let's that second look at Lopez in context. I agree with you. I, I tweeted out after the game that for every excellent save, like Lille comes into my mind where he was excellent in that game. Without him, we went down to ten men. I think it was Marcelo who got sent off. And yes. he, he, he made nine or ten saves and we got a point from that game. But I look then there's there's the game that's just gone against Montpellier. What's he doing? There's breast where he gives a stupid penalty away. There's Mets. So that's three occasions where we dropped. That's eight points eight.
1: dropped. Eight, eight points. points. Well. We could be at 60 we, points if, we, if things be were fair. too old.
0: Yeah. Montpellier would have been a draw. So maybe it's okay. maybe well, I, six I or five actually, Montpellier probably would have won anyway.
2: Like, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not we I would uh, we were that poor like Brest uh, earlier this season was very last minute and we should have won that game um, yeah. Montpellier I don't think we deserved anything from it so I'm not defending
0: him well, but I, I think we would have probably lost anyway yeah maybe so but again looking at the, um, the fact that we yeah. were on stats obviously XG metrics aren't 100% and people don't like the use of stats but it's one of the most popular tools for even professional football clubs when looking at success and performances. But the fact we could have scored four and we scored one means that obviously I agree with you, George, Lopez is is at fault for us not at least getting a point. But you've got mm-hmm. to look at the front three and, and particularly Awa. Awa had a couple of chances that he missed. I mean, Paqueta's goal came from Awa missing the gilt edge chance.
1: And Memphis
0: so, was, yet again, quiet. Very yeah, quiet. It, it was his birthday, so maybe he'd been... Um, I don't know if you saw Instagram, he was out late the night before in the snow for some reason. Oh, but no. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe he was distracted slightly, but I don't know. But, yeah, nobody... Cadawery's performances haven't been good enough recently. I love okay. the team. I think he's been excellent, a great signing. But in the last I... few weeks, he's not been
1: at his level. I love the guy, but I think he needs to be benched. Benched a game or two, get his mind out of things, get someone else in there, change it up. I think he out of the yeah, three, out of the three, he needs to be the one that needs to be benched. But that's just me.
0: Again, look, it's like looking at that. It's then what do you replace him with? Obviously, the Shirk you can play on the right side, and then the Slomani. But same sort of pace and conviction that you get from the right hand side if you play Slomani. And now then Shirky's sure probably got the pace and mobility to would, do it. But again, there's the argument we had last week that he's too greedy.
1: True, but yeah. here's the thing: you would then change the way that the front three is set up, meaning you'd put Slomani where Memphis is, you put Memphis where the left hand side, and the, to yeah. come off of it, and then you put Tokui Kambi on the right. Which,
0: I can I can see that. I think, yeah,
1: I know it's but odd, Memphis.
0: But but Memphis Look does do left Memphis wing times. Look what you get from Memphis centrally. If you if you put him if you put him on left hand side, it's just gonna you're just gonna get found out again. It's just gonna be crossing balls into the into six yard box or far post to use the aerial threat. of it can be in, uh, To be in honest, slamatic, like uh,
2: there's a mix of things. I think if you put Memphis on the left, he's gonna eventually be in the centre. Uh, we just know he is. Yeah, we um, just gonna have no left sided players and. Catterwary, um he's not good enough in the air to be getting all those crosses in. Slimani could do it. I um, don't ah. think uh, Caduari can do it just yet. He's very good on the ball, but I wouldn't say he's a top header yeah. of the ball. Um, no. Dembele could have done it uh, in his prime, but otherwise, I don't think we've got, apart from yeah. Slimani, I don't think yeah. we've got you a know, proper header of the ball, unless you put Marcelo up front. But, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know how you're going to reorganize, but there's definitely. Something that needs to change. Uh, Tucker can be yeah. missed a few, I would you four, two, three, one, one big <clears throat> occasion.
1: I would do the four two three one. Yeah, that would yeah, change right. things up a little bit.
0: We've seen that. We obviously saw that against Ajaxio, and it was Memphis still playing centrally. It was at times it was almost like a four four two, with Memphis playing off of Slomani.
2: Can I suggest but something? Again, I think I think if you yeah, get. Bruno and Paqueta in the middle. Um, maybe Paquetta's is not, you know, yeah. moving up that much. Again, I saw this argument. Like everyone, as soon as they start making their top best team, uh, they they put out Mendes. So um, I think as soon as you go with two in the middle, there's sacrifices that need to be made. So maybe Mendes and Paqueta. I on the left mm. because that's where he's actually been quite good. And yeah, you know, a Slimani or central man up front, Memphis behind the striker, and then Tino or Caddo Kata- or um, Toko on the on the right. Yeah, um, but
0: we don't really Tino. have
2: any wingers. That's the thing, we don't have any wingers, so eventually it's going to be all like clustered in the
0: middle. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the things it's, need to change. it's necessary like... that something changes. Yeah, the it's it's evident that we've become found out at times this season and whilst we've got away with it in some matches like Bordeaux springs to mind again Bordeaux will have gone away from that game feeling unlucky not to at least get a point and obviously again against Montpellier we weren't clinical enough we're still creating chances it just seems like whether it's a confidence issue or players know where to be and who to pick up we're just not taking them but again obviously if we look towards the rest of the season and we all believe something needs to change I mentioned that we're third and three points behind Liam which it could have been more luckily they they drew with our upcoming opponents which we'll talk about later in Brest Um, how do you see these sort of performances impacting our title challenges and is it still realistic to think that we're winning with with a shout of the title based on these performances and other factors like being wasteful in front of goal go to oh, you george on that what's do you think we can definitely. still do you think we're in with a shower of winning the tile
1: yes and i know i it's hard for me to say that way but because obviously we live this loss everyone keeps saying okay we're out of it but there's still opportunities for us to gain points we still play lil yeah. at home we still play psg at home that right there is six points that we could take from them possibly yeah psg still have to play lil PSG still has to play Monaco Lil have to play Monaco and we play Monaco just those, what is it, five or six games or so? There's still opportunities for us to still be ahead or even tie like
0: There's definitely the chances for us to win points against the team around us, I think we've been quite good at that this season but the one thing I point out is that we're looking at Montpellier. We're looking at the draws with Nimes and was it Lorient? And then we drew with Bordeaux as well earlier in the season, and we've lost twice to Montpellier. True, These sorts but... of results, as Tom said, we give points to smaller teams. These sorts of results, you can't win a title with that. But
1: nope. true, but look at PSG. They also dropped points at Lorient. They also oh, yeah. dropped points at Lille. Yeah, but I wouldn't they say. Also, like, I mean,
2: I wouldn't say Paris is the like the reference this season, you know you look at no. um Paris in their great years they obviously they win everything, but even if you look at Montpellier winning in twenty twelve they were winning the small games. Monaco did the same in twenty seventeen you need to be winning the French league, unlike maybe the British League, for example, is not just built with like ten yeah really good or good teams it's a top yeah. five or top four, at least this season, which are expected to win every week. And then the rest of the league yeah. is very homogenous. And you, you get yeah. Brest, who could win three games in a row and be top of the league, or well, maybe not top of the league, but like really well placed. And you get Marseille, who could win five games in a row and be like nearly in the relegation battle. But most of the French league is built around average or poor teams. And you need to be winning those mm-hmm. games. That's, you know, out of 38 games you're playing in the season, you're playing, um, let's say, six against top teams. If you lose all six of those games, then, then obviously you're, you know, you're not doing very well. But if you win all yeah. 32 other ones, you're definitely in a very good shot
0: for the league. Yeah, I right, agree with you. Obviously, there's some good teams in league and there's no denying that, obviously. And it's football. Anyone can beat anyone when you at least expect it. But I just think whether it's a mentality issue, we spoke about this off whether it's a mentality issue or confidence or the way we're playing, I don't know. There's just something that seems to give me doubts over...
1: I think it's a mentality issue.
2: It's a mentality, yeah. It's it's I a think few things. The first I think...
1: <clears throat> it's the first time that they ever ha- were in a legit title race since the 14-15 season. That's what? Yes. All like seven-ish years ago. And many of those players are not around. The only ones left are Corne and Delopes, if I'm not mistaken. So this is all new to some people. Obviously, Memphis has been there before with PSV, but that's besides the point. There's not many players that can have the leadership to like give them a mentality like we can do this let's track forward yeah it's just brand new to them so they're not used to having this kind of pressure so
0: yeah i can i can see that i mean going back to that 14-15 season it wasn't as close as it is now at least towards the end anyway we finished eight points off the title that season if you look at where we are now we're three points off with 13 games to go so and obviously as you said we've still got to play Paris, Monaco and Lille. And if you win those games, that means that they're going to drop points. So you do give yourself a good chance. But again, the thing that worries me, I fancy us to get points against those teams. I do. The thing that worries me is that when we're playing teams like, I still think Nice are in good form. We've still got to play Nice. Um, Lorient's another team that can easily get points against us. Brest is another team that gets points against us. I think with the way we're playing and things aren't changing, we're going to struggle against these teams and you're not going to be able to win ugly seven of the 13 games that are left of the season. No. You're going to have to beat these teams comfortably. Or you can't... You can, if we look at... So there's 13 games left, 39 points left available. That means if Leal win all the remainder of their games, they'll fin- they'll finish the league with 94 points. That's not going to happen. No. But... Yeah. Again, for on the max we can get 90, 91 points. And again, we're not going to get 91 points. I think the league will be one with a figure of low 80s. Oh, yeah. So you think we need to get at least, maybe mid-80s, we're going to need to get at least, I'd say, 24 out of 39 points to be winning a chance, maybe even twenty-seven.
1: I would also throw in, well, we have to pray and hope that Lille and PSG go deep in a comp, uh, both Coupe de France, both deep in the Europa League or Champions
0: League.
1: I, I agree with do.
0: that, but... go on, George.
1: I was going to say, if the more that they're distracted with Europe or in the Coupe de France, where they have to play every three days, the better it is for us to to be mentally prepared because we don't get that opportunity to play every three days. Yeah. It will happen every so often, but for them, they they would need to play more games, which means more tired players. It, it's a mix
2: of things because, the- like, um, you know, both of their squads are really, really good. Like, Lil, um, that's, that's you know, awesome. Sanchez, Renato Sanchez, been injured. Um, if you take Zen Botman out, then it changes things. But I think most positions are doubled. And, they've got yeah, good depth. Yeah. They've got depth. They've got an insane amount of depth. and Especially in guess, forward areas. Yeah, there's, there's a few positions, a few players that would definitely change a lot of things. Like I'm thinking of Zen Botman, uh, Fonte, and Andre, Benjamin Andre in the middle, definitely would change a lot yeah. of things if they got injured. But overall, they've got the squad depth. It's not it's sensational at every position, but because it's a homogeneous no. group... Um, they could easily replace them without it being too much of a change. PSG yeah. have had a lot of injuries this year. I don't think we quite realize. Like Bernat's been out most of the season. Neymar's going to be out for a long period of time, and Bappe was injured. Um, so there's been a lot of injuries there. And yes, the comp- competitions will influence how you know focused they are on the league. But let's be honest, like they will have the depth to be able to play both. At a very high level, um, and we can only look at ourselves if we want to win the league. Like, if we don't win the point, there's no point of like looking at the other teams yeah. around us and saying, Oh, no, you know, it's because they were not as bad as we expected that they won the league, it's because we weren't as good as we should have been. I think
0: it's worth pointing out that probably Lille are. Overperforming to an extent this year and possibly Lyon based on recent performances. I know Lyon finished second a couple of years ago when they had uh, Nicola Pepe and uh, Bamber yeah. all flying on all cylinders. But again, it's like Paris, it's worth Obviously, Paris have had a managerial change, bad luck with injuries, but this is the most inconsistent Paris side we have had in Liga and probably since Monaco won the league. It's It's an opportunity that you can't really turn down. It's it's Leon's best chance at winning a title that they'll probably get in the next three or four years because obviously the club's probably going to go in a transition phase of the next couple of years with players like yeah. Memphis and Alwah leaving. But this is an opportunity to really say we can win something and Leon are still one of the big clubs because obviously we talked about it in the Cup episode, it's going to be 10 years without a trophy this year if we don't win something. Whilst teams like, going back to England, teams like Liverpool and Arsenal have been on big runs like that, but they still manage to win trophies, Like whether it's a League Cup or an FA Cup, they're still winning trophies. Lyon haven't won anything in 10 years, yet are still considered one of the biggest teams in France. There's going to be a time where people look around and say,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: are they a big team? Exactly. Are they a big team? Because... In recent times, Strasbourg have won a trophy more recently than us. Rennes have won a trophy Ren. more recently <laughs> than us. Yeah, so. yeah. Let's let's not talk about that. But <laughs> obviously, we do. that's not something good to bring up. But yeah, Saint Etienne as well. It's you look you look and think. There's got we've got to win something at some point, and this is the best opportunity to do that. But I've got my doubts whether we can do it. I don't know about you guys, but. I mean, according
2: to like the recent uh, report that came out today on CIES, I think it is, yes. uh, yep. we should be winning the league, yeah. according to stats. I um, yeah, so agree. Who, knows, who <sighs> knows what the stats are behind that? Like,
1: yeah. I saw
2: the reports on the Keep today, and I was like, oh my god.
1: I think the reason why they're saying that is because who we face against at home. If you think yeah. about it, we have Lil at home, and we have PSG at home. And
0: the
1: yeah, only time we go away, away in the big does four, does it really change? You, actually, yes. Well, PSG don't not, do that well away from home. PSG haven't with,
0: been great at home
1: these,
2: this season. They've not been good overall, but I think with no fans, it doesn't really change as much as it used to. So, um, I don't no, know right, if it's home advantage really exists as much.
0: A factor, obviously, not as massive, but again, for a team like whether the stadium's empty or not. For A team that plays in a fat, I don't know the size of some of the smaller stadiums in France, like we do in England, but a team like Angers or Brest, who may not particularly play in the biggest stadium, to then go to somewhere like the Stab Velodrome or Group Armour Stadium or Park the that's got that can hold 60,000 people, it's a bit of a different atmosphere because you can hear the echoes and whatever. I know it's not. The, the same, nowhere near the same well. as it can be. Are yeah, very yeah but exactly. There is, there's a couple of different factors to it. Obviously, it's no, it's not sure. the same as it was before. But I do think it can have an impact. But again, it's something we've got to see. We can talk about it and make predictions as much as we want. But at the end of the day, Leon have got to beat the small teams and beat the big teams, mm-hmm. and then an impact of both, and we can win it. That's football. At the end of the day, I probably just i yeah. like Michael Owen there, pointing out the most the most direct and normal things that need to happen. But again, we're not mm-hmm. going to win the league if we don't start winning games. We'll move on and look towards the future. Um, Leon are facing Brest in the Friday night fixture this week. So there's a six-day turnaround from the last fixture. We're away to the Stade Francis Le Bleu. I think I've got that spawn. Yeah, more Maybe Tom can <laughs> tell me if not. Um, <laughs> well, that's it. So a win would take us top. On goal difference, obviously, we're three points behind and Lille will have a game in hand. I think it's worth noting that that game in hand is against Lorient, who are in form at the moment. They still are in a relegation battle, but a non-form team's able to take points from them. In the reverse fixture, we did speak about it earlier in the episode. We drew 2-2 after coming from behind to have all our work undone by Georgia's favourite player, Anthony Lopez. Uh, Tom, based <laughs> on the... Breast recent form and key players like Favre and Pelow. How likely is it we can rest at this point the reverse fixture and grab the three points to go back top?
2: So welcome to the stats part of the show. Hang in tight because there's a lot coming your way. Um so Brest are at the moment twelfth in the league. They've had nine wins, four draws, and twelve losses. Overall, it was really difficult to see. I think the stats don't say everything. I think that's the main part. Uh, starting the stats part by saying it doesn't matter. But uh, Brest have um, created somewhat of a reputation this year of playing really good football. And I think the stats don't really show that. And I think if if you really know the French League, you will know that, play- that teams that play really good football, other than PSG and so on, um, don't usually succeed that much. Um, you look at the likes of Troy and even Lorient back in the day. Um, they don't. They go up and down. And once you start refusing to play football and you play very defensively, you gain you gain a lot more points. And we saw that this weekend with Brest, just literally playing all ten players or all eleven players even in their own box to be able to grab a nil nil draw against Lille, who were not in form but you know top of the league and so on. So, um, by you know, giving up on playing football, then you gain results, and that's the sad reality of the French league. But here we are. Um, so it's thirty-seven goals for forty-four goals against. It's been up and down all season. There's been some interesting results. Um, they've they've won against Monaco at the start of the year. They won against Lille in early early this season, uh, as well as the draw this week. Um, a big 2 0 win against Nice and a four-one win against St Etienne. I mean, that's we've done better than them on that one. But that's that's back in the day when we were winning by five goals. Yeah. Um, I think overall there's been there's some really really good players. You've mentioned uh, Romain Fevre, who is a really promising French player in midfield. He got five goals and three assists. Uh, but you could look at their top scorer, which yeah. is um, Honora, with seven goals and two assists. But also, ex uh, Premier League, um, not star, but player, Steve Mounier, with six goals and four yeah. assists. Yeah. Uh, Irvin Cordona, uh, who, for those who've not seen his goal at the start of the year, I think it's probably his, his highlight of the season. Yeah, this is a kick volley. It just feels like yeah. he's, he's flying for five minutes just before scoring that one. Yeah. The way he's you got Five goals and an assist. And. Um, the last one, I mean, there's Charbonnier, who's a, a regular in League One, uh, Ligue 1, for the over the last ten years, but someone else that we yeah. I think might have mentioned in the past is Romain Perrot, a left back. Um, he's extended his contract um recently and was was yeah, looking actually. to be um was looking to be uh, maybe a promising player, maybe to go to Lyon. uh. But he's got five assists and three goals for a left back. I think that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I think if you look at Leon's recent performances, whichever breast show up, we could struggle. Whether they do come out and play and try to get at us or they do stick ten players behind the ball and play a low block in front of the goalkeeper, I still think we'll struggle. I mean, one player that you mentioned there, Homan Pelo. Yeah. He would it's have good. been my going off of breast just for one second, he would have been my ideal left-back replacement for Leon. I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen a lot of him, but he has been. Decent. He reminds me a little bit of Andy Robertson in the way he, he's yeah. always available. And he can pick a player out, but he's also got that goal-scoring capability to his game. I mean, we look at our left-back in Colney, who is a forward. He doesn't have that in him. An actual left-back does have that in him, so he's someone to definitely watch out for against us. I think if we look at Leon's approach to the game, and we spoke about uh, desire amongst us three to maybe change things up and maybe go with a different lineup, see some different players, is there anyone you could really see coming out and showing the real quality? So maybe Slomani, Shirky? Maybe a change in midfield. Maybe we see Bruno start. We'll go to you, George. Is there anyone you can see maybe starting against and having a big impact?
1: I would like a Bruno, but I think we need to change the formation in this case. Make it a 4-2-3-1. Because having Thiago Mendes and Bruno, Bruno can then go and do what he needs to do up front. Or... Instead of Bruno, we put Paqueta in there and have Paqueta and Menz in the midfield to dominate. So, yep. I would say for me, the thing that we would just need to change is just maybe a formation lineup because I feel like why not test it out? I know it's very gutsy to test it out, but uh, against a team like Brest, but it's worth trying just to throw with the dice and try something different. Yeah, and I feel like a four-two-three-one in this case would be a good idea.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's worth noting
2: that. We don't know what team we're going to come up against and what type of, you know, if they're going to be playing or not. I think the most important to note is that Rudy Garcia has not been great at adapting uh, to oppositions, especially throughout the game. Like, he's not very good with substitutions. Um, You know, we've had riots in the past with with Fleur de Silva and (laughs) Bard in this show, but, um, you know, just bringing on, it was confusing. Like, I rewatched the game yesterday. his substitutions were all over the place, like bringing on at yeah. some point a striker, then you know, bringing one more midfield to take off another striker, and they just changed so much. We just everyone was confused. Yeah. I think they um, always he needs are to are go much. with his gut and change things up. I think there's a really important thing he needs to change things. I'm really hoping he's not just going to go again with the same lineup because otherwise it's going to be, I don't know if it's atrocious is the word, but it could be pretty bad, and. Yeah. Give some informed players a bit of more of an opportunity. I think Bruno definitely needs to play at some point. paqueta's not looked yeah. that amazing, although he's you know, he, he he's a special player and can definitely unlock any situation. Um but yeah. maybe you need to switch things up, bring in Slimani. Um I don't know if Shirky's white's got the level to be starting yet, but he's definitely something to consider. Earlier as a substitution yeah. than usual, rather than the last 10 minutes, he should be coming on to 60 yeah. minutes or something and
0: really switch things up. The thing with Shirky is, you, we spoke about him in depth last week. It's all right seeing, is he the required level yet to start? But the only way he's going to improve, obviously, training sessions are important and you want your place to be 100% and giving 100% in training. But the only way he's going to get experience and possibly get to that required level is by playing regular minutes like playing 5 and 10 minutes off the bench when we're winning 4-0 is just going to do nothing for him it's not it's not a it's not an, a, an accurate representation of what a, foot, a professional football match is like obviously it's still professional football but when you're winning 4-0 and cruising and Memphis is shooting from 35 yards out it's not a it's not an accurate representation bringing him on for Tina or Tocco with ten minutes to go when the game's done. If he gave him a bit more trust and used him as an impact player, I'd maybe agree. But I'd I'd like to see him go with him. I think he I think he made an impact. Obviously, Ajax are the same sort of opponents, and Brest have got previous history of getting a result against us. But if he gave him a bit of direction and trust to say. Right, Shirk, you're starting against Brest. We want you to do this. We want you to do that. I think he could have an impact, but again, I just don't think we'll see that from Garcia. I still it's... think you'll see the box standard four three three with the same from three.
1: If that's the case, what have we learned? We learned nothing. We learned that we're going to be valuable. We're well, going to be starting people that shouldn't be starting, and we never learn the lesson from last week.
2: That's, yeah, that's the coach. But you need to take day. into account that Rudy Garcia has got a mix of expectations. He's to be honest, I I think deep down he he wants to stay next year and he's, yeah, definitely. he's not doing the right things to be appreciated by the, the manager. I think it's a mix of things because yeah. I think ultimately the club wants results above yeah. or, or anything else. Yes, there's the way of getting results but ultimately the results is what counts in football. So yeah, I don't think he's really... He's not in a position where he can just play a joker and get Shirky on uh, to start with and just say well this is not quite working, we're losing 3-0, that's okay, he's got a bit more minutes. I think he's arrived at a stage of the season where he's got to put his best team out and let's be honest I don't know if Shirky is in the best team at the moment. Yes, he will bring something different but from the get-go I'm not sure. So he needs to get the results. i. I think he really cares about playing the young players as much as he should, but um, you know it is what it is.
0: I agree with what you've just said there. That we we just spoke about the importance of winning games, and that if we're going to win the title or be within a shout at the end of the season, we're going to need to perform well. And obviously, you think you perform well by pay, playing your best eleven. I think the best eleven in Garcia's mind is the same front three, and then a midfield of Mendes. Paqueta and Alwa. Yep. Based on recent performances, the best eleven isn't working. Nope. So how long do you how long do you say before the best eleven is in my eyes is this on paper and recent performances? But if not performing to the same level, you've got to make a change. So maybe Shirk not the right player to bring in. Maybe you bring in Stamani, maybe you change the midfield or maybe you start playing Bruno or Kakare a bit more. But I just think with the way things are going, they've got to make a change. And Maybe me advocating for Shirky, I've spoken before, I'm, I'm all for young academy graduates coming through. It's one of the reasons I love Leon so much that we've got such a good academy and the way we bring young players through. Maybe you use a more experienced player like Slamani, but the best 11 at the moment is not the best 11 anymore because it's not working.
2: I think it's worth noting but, out that, um, you know, players don't seem to be as hungry as they used to be. And the Bruno... Uh, I was going to say Bruno Fernandes. That's terrible. Bruno Gimarish and Kakre look really hungry. And Shirky, yeah. in his own way, looks hungry. Like, yes, he's not quite performing at the level we expected him to, but he's yeah. only 17. And he's going to put his heart and soul into it, just like Simani. And it it looks like, yeah, because we're not switching things up enough, it looks like Catawery and Toko are just taking... F- their starting lineup, their starting 11 position for granted. And mm. I think bringing in a bit of, not necessarily youth, I don't think it's youth necessarily the issue. I think it's, it's just so bringing in nice. players who are hungry for their spot, who want to show everything to be able to start that game. Even if you have to bring Flo De Silva in to start the game, he'll be hungry to make a good impression. So oh, it's just like- bringing fresh, fresh air to this squad, which has not changed enough this season.
0: Yeah, but again, as we've said, it's just whether we see that from Garcia. That's why I don't yeah. think he'll stay at the end of the season. But again, maybe maybe that's a conversation from in the podcast we can look at in the future. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brest are a good team, and if they turn up, they can cause Leon a lot of problems. Have you got any score predictions for the game on Friday night? One nil. To Leon?
1: Reluctantly, yes. All
0: right. Okay,
2: Tom? Hi. Oh, 2-1. Um, but again, it really depends on what team shows up. I would have gone with 1-0, but just to keep things interesting, yeah. I'm going to go for 2-1. Expecting another blunder from Lopez, and maybe a goal from Slimani. I, you know, I, I'm saying this every week, and I think in order for George to yeah. meet the expectations of 10 goals, time. he
0: better get some goals soon, otherwise George is definitely going to miss his bet just drop my score prediction there. I'm going to be pessimistic and I'm going to say one-one. Well, I think based on the um, recent performances we haven't been good enough and if we play like we did this weekend I think that'd be the best we can get but obviously if Garcia can give him a kick up the, um, the backside we say in the UK we can hopefully something hope for something better. Final section something we wanted to talk about was loan players, like most top clubs Leon used the loan market to give young players, or maybe, maybe not necessarily young players but players who were in need of minutes and a loan move can be good for the development, they've used that probably in the most high profile cases twice this season with Joachim Anderson who's on loan at Fulham and also Jean-Lucas who's on loan at Brest if we go to Jean-Lucas second and Joachim Anderson first Anderson's it's for people in England, they're quite shocked that he's come in and made such an impact. So much that Scott Parker, who's the Fulham, uh, is kind of a Fulham legend and the uh, the manager has given him the club captaincy. So someone who was a big character at the club and has got a history with the club's obviously seen something in him to give him that. Based on looking towards next year and his development as a player, Marcelo's contract's expiring and we still haven't heard anything on that. How do you see his future at the club? Do we maybe see him coming in replacing Marcelo? Can he have an impact? Do we look to capitalise on this form and sell him? I think you've looked at some of his stats, Tom. what do you think?
2: Um, well he's you know, as you said, he's the captain of the club. Um he's played 17 games this season, um, one team the week as well. Uh has over you know, he's got six clean sheets for a team like Fulham. Quite good. Um Obviously, is a big part of that as well, but you know he's he's doing a lot on the ball, which is what he was doing yeah. in Italy before arriving in France. He was touching nearly the ball seventy times a game uh, has great great long ball accuracy and great you know passing accuracy in his own half um you know yeah. generally I think he's he's coming back to his level um I saw him play a bit in Italy, but I think he's actually maybe not exceeding it quite yet, but he's he's definitely back up to where he used to be. Uh, there was a real lack of confidence yeah. when he was in Lyon. And I think, you know, the club didn't back him as much as we expected him. No. Um, but the thing is, when you've got Marcelo and Denier in there, then it's kind of, you know, it kind of works together. and um, Yeah. No, it wasn't so much the fact that Anderson wasn't doing great. Yes, he was a bit poor, but it's just Marcelo came back in and was actually doing a lot better than we expected him to. Um, There was an opportunity for him to really sliding into the squad once we had three at the back, but Marcel took the last spot. and It was practical because Marcel could be moved out to left back once we went back to a back four, which isn't something Anderson could do. So... I, you know, personally, I would definitely extend Marcelo at least by a year because he's actually doing quite well. Um, but we need to see if if his injuries are becoming more reoccurring. And if that's the case, then we probably should capitalise on that. I don't think he's a big salary at the club, but he's definitely important in the squad. Um, yeah. As a definitely. backup, we see that Jamande's done quite well, but there is a chance that the moves on, especially, we've mentioned this before, If it, if he's got... If he's done the top performance at the Euros this summer, then there is a chance that, um, you know, a big offer comes in for him. And then we're, you know, we're stuck with Sinal, Jamande, and Marcelo, and nothing behind, really. So, yeah, it's worth keeping Anderson in and maybe easing him into the team. Uh, Especially like if Denai is not around anymore, then he's definitely starting. I wouldn't say he's That's club captain straight from the get go, but he definitely should start yeah. if Denier's not around.
1: For me, if you yeah. think about it, Jason Denayer is the more, I don't want to say more important, but is the more problematic situation. Because if you think about it, yes, he plays for Belgium. Yes, he has Euros, but he also has one year left on his contract.
0: I was going to say, that yeah, one is year key
1: left. Because we would want, as high of a selling point as possible if we if he doesn't extend his contract then we have to sell him unfortunately or we lose him for free so we for me
0: another memphis to pie situation
1: it, it, exactly my point i was going to make do you, we need to take care of denair situation to see if we can get him to con- extend his contract first then work with marcelo to see if we can do a year-long extension. In terms of Joachim Anderson, it all depends. Can he integrate into a team like Leon? This season he could have because obviously there was no fans, so there's no pressure for him. But seeing how the pandemic is, and it could possibly be by the end of this calendar year, there could be a good possibility that we might have fans back in the stadium. So would that put extra pressure back on him? To perform, and if he does, will it be the same one that we see at Fulham, or the one that we saw at Lyon in nineteen twenty season?
0: That is a risk worth taking. You know, we're just going to say he's, that he's, he's, what, he was expensive. You know, he's, he's not the 2 yeah, million, player. I don't right? know if extremely like, expensive. We paid yeah, for million. We paid for the potential career of Joachim Anderson. It w- it wasn't really within Lyon's typical buying strategy. We went. We went big on him with the hope that he would come good. And what we've seen this season, he looks to be a pretty solid centre-half who has the potential to be a leader in the future. But when you look at our situation with the Nia's contract expiring in 18 months now, Marcelo gone at the end of the season, Ben Lambry's gone, we know that. Based on that, you've got Diamond who signed a new deal, but then you've got one centre-back. No, two centre-backs at the end of this season if Marcelo and Ben Landry leave. So, I see him staying. It's just what sort of impact does he have? But, again, that's that's all relative to who it, the coach it, is. It, it, yeah, it depends
2: on the coach. Depends yeah, on, I think it's worth discussing with Fulham how much money they they want to be paying um,
0: if we're going to be selling it I to them. I don't think it'd be Fulham if we sold him. I don't think okay. it'd be Fulham, I must I think um,
1: it'd be some other Premier League team, but if Fulham... Fulham won't if be going Fulham going down. If yeah. Fulham somehow stay up, then Fulham will probably buy him permanently.
0: There you go. If Fulham, uh, but Fulham down, could afford to buy someone else. Fulham have got a very rich owner. I think he owns... You might know better Jack about this, George. 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 I think he owns... Yeah, he, he owns Jack an Jack NFL horse. team. Oh. And um, they also tried to buy Wembley. So that shows they've got a lot of money. So I don't think the finance side would be an issue. I just think it's based on Fulham staying in the Premier League. But again, that's all that's all based on other players and whatever. I think we've covered him well there. Obviously it's it's hard to predict because we don't know whether we could talk about this and before the podcast's been put out and Jason Denier signed a new contract. That's likely, but it's possible. So we don't know. Maybe Marcelo will assign a new contract, such would that he does. But again, it's all it's all behind the club and Janino's job to make sure that that happens. I think maybe if we look at Jean Lucas, I think we've talked about Anderson in depth. Unless anyone wants to add anything else before we move on, on to Jean Lucas. Go right ahead. How about you, Tom?
2: No, I think we've covered Anderson. He's you know generally I think there's there's promise there. And it yep. really depends on contract situations and the manager. Uh, Silvino seemed Definitely to be right. having a bit of confidence in Anderson, uh, but he didn't have the confidence of the rest yeah. of the team, I think. Mm. And now that he's gained no. confidence again, then it's worth, you know, trying him out. And then in case it doesn't work out, then we sell him in eighteen months rather than this year.
1: Yeah, or loan him out again. Who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe so. It's it's all something will. Maybe discuss later at the end of the season, going into next season, probably in a season preview or review episode. So, if we look closer to home, Jean Lucas is out on loan. Uh, again, our upcoming opponents, that's twice that they've appeared in the, the podcast without being the review preview. Sorry. Uh, Jean Lucas is at Brest. He's tied to cement his place in the last couple of matches with good performances. Um, how do you see his development, and what do you think of his chances coming back into the Leon squad next season and maybe even staking a place for starting? I mean, obviously, it's possible that Awa could leave. I think he spoke about his desires of that in an interview with Memphis. So, yeah, I've, I've looked into him a little bit myself. The recent performances do look promising, and that when they spent 8 million euros on him, bring him to the club, that it wasn't just a, oh, we've seen a very good young player in Brazil, let's bring him over, he should be good, like Camillo seemed to be. There does seem to be some promise there and a bit of versatility in midfield with him. On the app I'm looking at, he played as a 10 against Lille, which I normally see Jean-Lucas as a 6, maybe an 8, but if he can do that, which it seemed he did to good effect in the game against Lille, he had two successful dribbles. He had 40 touches, so he's on the ball, a lot. 90% pass accuracy, playing two key passes, three accurate long balls. So he's definitely having influence on the game, especially when you talked about, Tom. Brecht were defending in that game, so there are some good numbers. His defences numbers hold up as well. Uh, nine out of nine successful dribble, uh, attempted duels. 11, nine success, he won two aerial duels. So looking at that performance, it's promising. Again, before that, he made his debut against Rennie, put in a good shift as well. I watched that game. So what do you guys think? I think I've talked about him enough there. He's a player I have high hopes for. Do you think he can come back in and make an impact?
1: Our leaves, yes. But I feel like it all depends also... On another hypothetical, who is our new coach if we're going to have a new coach? And will that yeah. new coach want to implement him into the lineup or freeze him out completely? That it's
0: Obviously. Obviously, the coach is something we can discuss in another episode. But based on, we'll go with the fact we've got Rudy Garcia in charge. And if we win something this season or we, we, we achieve our objectives, it's likely that he stays. Do you think with Rudy Garcia in the current situation, with potential players leaving in the summer, that John Lucas can come in and make an impact?
1: No, I don't. Why is that? Um, Because if you think about it, Rudy Garcia does not fancy John Lucas at all. And he would prefer to have Bruno, Thiago and Paqueta than to have John Lucas in the starting lineup. And if you used well, to use Drew Lucas, just... it would be like a Bard situation. Use the final five minutes. What's the point of having come out and make an impact? He's not going to make any.
0: impact. That's true. Anymore. I agree with you. But look at the names you've just used there Paqueta, Blunagi Molayas, Thiago Mendes, Maxence Kakere, and Husemawa. Two of those are very high profile names in Europe in terms of being midfielders. Kakere is a young academy product who everyone's got high hopes for and showed the level necessary to play for Leon. Mendez has come back from what was probably a dark period in his career to look to be a, a very good contribution to the side this season and Bruno's up and coming and potentially like Pekita and Awa could be one of those high profile midfield names in a couple of years so based on the competition I think it's unfair to say that Garcia yeah, so didn't want to use him. I think he wasn't able to use him because of that impact. Leon have, in my opinion, have got the best midfield in league and based on depth and quality when starting. So I can see what you mean in that, but if we do lose players in the summer, Tom, do you think he couldn't come in and replace one of those players?
2: In all honesty, I think um, we've not seen enough of John Lucas to know really the extent we of his level. It's like let's let's take this example and say john lucas is a swedish midfielder um or some not so fancy nation would he have the same impact would we be rooting so much for him i know there is that brazilian side of him which we're like oh my god he's got you know he's going to be amazing one day um We don't care about the fact he wears his T-shirt in his shorts when he's playing and looks like a 1950s player. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's... Do we really know how good he's going to be and how good he actually is? Yes, he had a few good performances. I remember that first game under Silvino. I think he started it and we won 6-0 against Croix. Yeah. And he looked amazing. Um, But so did René Adelaide and Joachim Anderson. So where does that leave us today? So we've not seen enough of him. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't give up on him just yet. That's for sure. I'd give him at least another year. Um, You know, uh, Jorninho saw saw something in him, just like he saw something in Camillo, which we've not seen so far yet. Um, But if Jorninho saw something in him, then it's definitely worth him having a proper run in the team with confidence from manager, player and so on. And it's the same argument with Anderson. You know, Anderson had a bit of a run in the team, played a lot, did a few mistakes, lost the confidence and the backing of the fans and went downhill. John Lucas has not really had an opportunity to play even in empty stadiums. You know, um, know. I'm pretty sure he would have started at Ajaxio game and would have had a proper run and say oh, well, this is actually not too bad. I'm not too bad of a player. I can play around with my teammates and I think I'm not too bad. Um, So let's be honest, we've not seen enough of him. It's good that he's getting playing time in Brest. Is it worth giving him another season loan um, if there's still too many midfielders at the club? Um, Possibly. Otherwise we need to give him a proper chance to show how good he is because otherwise it's just a bit useless to have him around.
1: I think personally for yeah. me, we keep Joan Lucas next season and loan out Camilo because Camilo to me well, yeah. is definitely a wild card that we don't know about. So I'd rather see him perform elsewhere and see how he tests himself. John Lucas, I feel yeah. like with if, now again, if we are in Europe next season, which like all likelihood could be a very good chance, he'll definitely get more games under his belt for being in Europe and in the cup. So obviously there's more opportunity for him to get more game time than it would be this year. So I would say let him challenge for the next season first spot. I I was was going to say challenge him for the next time.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth noting that with our situation now we're in two competitions and when Jean Lucas had left, we weren't even in the cup. So we'd only played in the league. So minutes were scarce for him, which is understandable. But if next season we are in, hopefully Champions League, maybe Europa League, and then we've got the cup as well, he's going to be. We're going to need a deeper squad because you're going to need more rotation and you're going to need to use squad plays a little bit more. So maybe he can come in in that respect. I agree. We haven't seen enough of him, and you can't really make an impression yet. But uh, he's definitely integrated in the
2: play in the changing room uh, from the videos we've seen of yeah, him dancing definitely. with his teammates. And it seems like he's a, you know, he's a nice chap, and you know, we wish him he well. He's a nice chap, I'll um, really nice guy. There you go. So hopefully he comes back into the team. I don't know, like I'm not going to say here because he's a nice chap that he deserves to be playing every minute at the club next season. Obviously, uh, yeah. But it's you know he's like he deserves a proper chance and he's not been given that.
0: I think that we've we've covered both John Lucas, maybe a bit more than we needed to there, but. Again, he's a, a young player coming through. I think, is there anything else anyone wants to add? We've covered Anderson, we've covered Jean-Lucas. Is there anything else to add before we wrap it up? I
2: just want to, you know, we've seen that the numbers have dipped a bit in recent weeks, uh, recent days, at least for, uh, you know, listeners. And we just hope that, you know, the people who have been listening frequently uh, will continue sharing around the podcast we work really hard to make this, um, you know, something special and interesting for every one of you. Um, if you do have any suggestions, please do tweet us uh, because we're open to suggestions and making something a bit different rather than just review preview. Um, you know, we're still looking at possibly getting guests on in the near future, and um, we also want to thank you all for listening so much to our special cup episode because that was a big success and. You know, we were yeah. looking to make more special episodes in the future. So, if you want to be a guest, if you have any suggestions, um, maybe even if you want more written format rather than just audio, uh, we're all open to more suggestions. So, please don't hesitate to tweet us, and we'll, you know, keep sharing, keep listening, and hopefully speak to you or listen to all of you very soon.
1: Don't forget to share it, like it, review it, review and help it, help us out here, and review don't us. Don't forget and the reviews. reviews. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. So,
0: yeah, I mean, if you want to, uh, maybe maybe something we can start doing is we've got an email. It's football, dot contact at gmail dot com. If you've got any questions for us or you want to ask us something, where we can start answering questions, you can contact us there as well. I think obviously we've covered everything there. Keep sharing. Yeah, drop us a DM on Twitter. DM, uh, our messages are open and. Maybe even just reply to a tweet. If you've got any suggestions, get them at us. We're we're all available even on our personal accounts and the podcast account to get back to you on that. Keep sharing, keep listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, bye. See you guys.
1: Bye.